That is nowhere will you find that in the Word of God. Uh, listen, what the world needs is not for us to listen to what they want and give them what they want. What they need is Jesus. They need Jesus. And we talked about the importance of the gospel, the importance of the gospel. It's the center within the foundational blocks of the church, how important it is, the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ, the fact that God's very heartbeat, what God's going to do at Old Pass Baptist Church, what is His desire that He would use us, that we have, we have an opportunity to be used of God, that God would use us to reach lost souls in this area, around this area, whether it be our our neighbors, whether it be those in our family, whether it be people we work around, whether it be people that will come to that church, that souls might come to the saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. It's the very heartbeat of God. We cannot lose focus of that. It's not about the building. It's not about the things that are offered. It's not about all that. And I'm thankful all that God's going to do. I'm thankful for all of that. But we must get back to the foundational blocks of which Jesus said I'll build my church and that's going to be based off of the very gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ and the importance of understanding that and I wanted to kind of cover that and I covered the fact of basically three things and I got to my first point. I want to give you my second, the last two points that will be done this evening uh, but understanding the gospel, being grounded by the gospel and, and understanding that. And first, it's a powerful gospel. We looked at that. We looked at in Romans there. And you can go ahead and turn to Romans now in your Bibles. In Romans chapter 1, and for the sake of time, I'm going to read verse 16. We had read verses 14 through 17, but Paul said, and it's a passage we all know, but I want you to look at it. Paul said, For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. He said, for it is the power of God unto salvation. Uh, listen, it's a powerful gospel. This gospel that we have, what God has given us, listen, it's powerful because why? It is originated by God. It is of God. It's holy and it's mighty. Amen. And listen, the, the gospel has never been accepted by man uh, as far as man just wanting to hear that. Why? Because by, by nature, man has a sin nature. And man doesn't want to be told how wrong he is, that he is no good. But the reality of the gospel is this. Without a Savior, you'll die and go to hell. Without a Savior, your righteousness is nothing more than filthy rags in the eyes of a holy, righteous God. We need a Savior. Amen? And in the gospel, all that is put within there, and although man may not want to hear it, has never accepted it, does not mean that we stop preaching it, that we stop teaching it, that we stop living by it, that we... That we we, we must continue to keep going on and bringing forth the gospel. Why? Because there's power in the gospel. He said here, for the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the power of God unto salvation. Thank God that through the preaching of the gospel, Brother David, the working of the Holy Spirit of God, by the hand of God, a man today can become birthed into the family of God. Amen. Amen. Thank God for the gospel. It's a powerful gospel. And we talked about that. We talked about the seriousness of sin. And let me say this. I left this out this morning. I want to get it in before I move to my next point. But do you know, here's the thing. I said sin was serious. I mentioned that. But the reason that sin is serious, it's because of whom the sin is against. When you sin, it's against God. That makes it very serious. We have to understand the importance of that. Let me, let me bring it to our level uh, Brandon has given me two black eyes playing basketball. One there and one there. Just, you know. So, so we're playing basketball. Now, now, now here, here it is. 
We're playing basketball, and Brandon, Brandon, we, we, we play Friday night, and Brandon gives me another black eye, and I'll jump up, and I'll say, Brandon, if you give me one more black eye, I'm taking you out of this world. I'm taking you out of here, buddy. You're going to see Jesus, and we can be kidding around, and I can do that. But we were just in Washington, D.C. If I'd have walked up to that gate, and I'd have walked out there, and I said even to the president, I said, I'm going to take the president out. And let's say I was able to get close to him and I was to say, hey, I'm going to take you out of here. Today, I'm taking you out. The very same thing, whether I was kidding or not, there would be a whole lot more serious consequences than had I just been right here with Brandon, we're playing around on the basketball court, than I'd do at the President of the United States. Why? Because of the position. There's no greater than God Almighty. Sin is a serious thing. And today churches are making light of it. Preachers are making light of it. It's it's a travesty that, that, listen, it's being made light of. It's a serious thing. And, And listen, I'm telling you right now, the very gospel, praise God, that the gospel that we preach, the gospel that we teach, it stresses the importance of the seriousness of sin and the condition that a man needs a Savior. And that Savior is Jesus. Without Jesus, there is no hope. There's power in that, amen. Now, here's my second point. Not only is it a powerful gospel, but it's a personal gospel. Look look here in verse 16. We'll just pick these up and we'll finish up. Verse 16, he says, For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. To everyone that believeth. In Romans chapter 10 verse 9 says, If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. But those things are personal. Now see, this is important about the gospel. It's got to be personal to you. It can't just be something that, that has meant something to me and they sang those wonderful songs and, and, and we rejoiced in that, but the reason we're rejoicing to me personally, it meant something to me. When he saved my soul. Amen. Hey, the, the feeling that I have, the satisfaction, the joy that God brings, to, that, that it brings through, through knowing God and knowing Jesus Christ, but that why, that is a personal thing. We have a message and it says here, for it's the power of God and the salvation to everyone that believes. We have a message that is powerful to reach anyone and all people, but it must have a personal impact. We've got to preach that. It just can't be that I've heard it and I know about Jesus and I know that, hey, I want to go to heaven and I know that, hey, Jesus can save, but do you know him? Does he know you? Do you know the very moment? Can you tell me without a doubt that I know, that I know, that I know I'm going to heaven? It's got to be a personal thing. This gospel that has all the power to reach lost man is a personal gospel. It will save any individual when they personally repent of their sins and personally put their faith in Jesus Christ. But that is going to have to be something you do, that you turn to Him. I cannot do that for you. No one can do that for anyone else. 
What I'm saying by that is in this gospel and understanding the gospel and, and being grounded by the gospel, yes, it's a powerful gospel. Thank God for it, but it must be a personal gospel. It must mean something to each individual on a personal basis. Amen? Right. Understanding who Jesus is. Through the very gospel and through the truth of the word of God, an individual can be saved from the condemnation of sin. Thank God, Brother David, when he died, he became sin for you and for me. But personally, he took upon your sin. He took upon my sin, amen. Praise God, amen. He took that upon that we, that me, myself can stand by myself before God, righteous and holy because of what Jesus did for me. And there was a day that I understood that. And there was a time that I realized that. And I called upon him to save my soul. And he saved me. Amen. He didn't save my wife or my family. But he saved me. There had to be a time in Chrissy's life that she understood that and realized that. And came to the feet of Jesus. Thank God he answered. Amen. And she was birthed into the family of God. Amen. It's got to be a personal gospel. It saves you from the condemnation of sin. But also it's going to save you from the power of sin. See, when God saves you, He comes to live within you. You have to understand that. That isn't that, that it happens to some and not others, Brother Jason. That's everybody. And we have victory through Jesus. And He lives and abides and dwells within us. And what He said and has told us in His Word that after you become saved and birthed into the family of God, that there is a personal relationship you now have with the Father in heaven and the Son, the very one that saved you. He abides in you and He will work in you and God will use His Holy Spirit to make you more Christ-like. It's a personal thing. He's going to work in your life. Personally. He's going to work individually in, in our lives. And, and listen, that's important. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, listen, does anybody know it? Well, I'll tell you, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's what? Old things are what? Behold. Very, very good. That verse, I've said it, I'll say it and say it again and again. That verse should make all the sense in the world to you if you're a child of God. It shouldn't make you scratch your head. It shouldn't make you feel nervous. It shouldn't make you say, I don't understand that. No, therefore, if any man, therefore, if any man coming to Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. Why? Because personally, you have been touched by Jesus. Right. He has saved your soul, amen. And personally, he is going to work within you. The gospel will save you individually, and the gospel will grow you individually. We've gotten away from that today. We think people can hide behind the, the comfort of a church or a mom and dad and just say they can hear about that and never others speak for them. But I'm telling you, the only way you're going to get to heaven is to know him yourself. Amen. Amen. The only way is through that personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Now listen, I said this on Wednesday night and I'll say it again. I know I'm repeating some things I mentioned on Wednesday night. But all of us, because here's some other... And I'm, going to, I'm touching on some things that I think are dangerous that we hear all of the time. And it won't be the last time I preach on this stuff, but I think it's important for the day we're in. Here's what people will do. People will claim that through easy believism, they'll have some little prayer card. Well, I said this little prayer back here and wrote down this date. And, that, and that's fine, but let me tell you what. A prayer don't save you. Jesus saves you. And when Jesus saves you, it's going to be a personal thing. And when it's a personal thing, Brother Jason, then therefore he's going to abide in every individual he saves, and he's going to begin to work in that individual. 
So I say that to say this, because here's what people are doing today. Well, I've got my name here, and I said this little prayer, and now I know I'm saved, but they're living like the devil. They're not in church. They're not in their Bible. They have no desire for the Word of God, the people of God, the house of God. You, you, listen, they look like the world, act like the world. There's no, there's no distinction. There's nothing there. Listen, hey, as far as the Word of God tells me that after you get saved, He's going to change you, there's going to be some changes in your life. Now, now understand, stay with me on this. What they'll do is they'll say this. Here's their scapegoat for all of it. If you question them, well, we all grow differently. Here's the problem. They hadn't grown ever since they got hold of that little card. That's not salvation. Because listen to me. I'll give it. We all do grow differently. But even the weakest Christian is going to have growth. Even the weakest Christian is going to have fruit in their life. Amen. So, so, and, and, and I know that, that, that hits some right between the eyes because today they've been told a lie. Say a little prayer. Write it on the card. Put that in your Bible. Keep it by your bed stand. And then, hey, guess what? Live like the devil. Hey, listen, you're not going to lean towards hell all your life and bounce into heaven. Right. It ain't going to happen. Amen. That ain't the way the Lord works. Right. He's going to save you and he's going to work in you. Let me, give you, let me give you another illustration. I, I like it because I think sometimes illustrations drive it home and I need help with those, amen? But let me give us an illustration. Brother John's raised pigs. Brother Dave and him have, have hog farm. You take a hog. Let's say we had a hog out here this evening and let's say we fixed some of, the, some of you ladies all the delicious food you always fix. We had a big, nice plate of, of just delicious, I mean, good, well-cooked food and then we had a, a big pail of slop. You let the pig out, he's going to go to the slop. Pigs eat slop. You say, you look at that slop, I mean, hey, you throw, I mean, what do you do? You Y'all well, know, hey, you throw them scraps. John throws them scraps. They eat that stuff. You look at that and you see old hog, and not only does he, does, he, does he eat it, but he'll root around in it. And I mean, it's just, I mean, make terrible sounds. And I mean, just eats and just, just goes after it. And you're like, man, that's, that's nasty. But why does he gobble down garbage? Because he's a pig. And a pig by nature eats slop. Now, now let's say, for instance, this. If you had the power, if we had the power to change that pig into a man. All right? Stay with me. We change that pig into a man. And, hey, you've got a bucket of slop and a nice plate of food there. Hey, that man ain't going to run over to that slop anymore and just bury his face in it begin to just eat on stuff people's already eat on. I know it made Jason feel good in Whitley. And, and, and just bury his face down in it. He, he ain't going to do that. Hey, quite frankly, uh, if he were to start uh, being, if he were to put, if he were to run over to that, to that pail there and, and begin to eat that, all those leftover scraps and that rotten food and all that stuff that's been half eaten. Hey, his stomach can't, he can't stomach it no more. What, as a pig that gets stomach, now he's been changed into a man. He can't stomach it no more. And quite frankly, Brother Jason, if a man uh, were, were, were to be changed, and I know this is a little far-fetched, but stay with me. I'm trying, I'm trying to get some of this. And then he, you were to see him down in all that hog garbage and slop, he'd be embarrassed that he got caught. That is a picture of conversion, believe it or not. You don't know why? You're a sinner by nature. But when you truly get born again and saved, God's going to change you, amen. And he's going to change your desires. He's gonna, there's things that I can't even stomach now that I partook in, Brother Hostetter, when I was lost. 
Why can't I stomach them now, Brother John? Because I'm a new creature in Christ. Amen. Amen. I'm a changed man. And that can only happen by the power of God. That can only happen through a supernatural work of the Lord. It's a powerful gospel, but it's also a personal gospel. It's a gospel that will change you. Now listen, we got to drive that thing home today because I'm telling you, there's a whole lot of people out here today they are claiming that they understand the gospel, but there's no change in their life. I'm telling you, not only is it a powerful gospel, but it's a personal gospel, and it will change those that get birthed into the family of God. You will be changed. But here's the third thing. It's a permanent gospel. It's a powerful gospel. It's a personal gospel. But it's a permanent gospel. You have to turn there, but in Isaiah 40, verse 8, it says, The grass withereth, and the flower fadeth, but the word of our God shall stand forever. Praise God, His word ain't going away. Amen. Amen. I don't care what man may try to do, but hey, God's word will not, hey, it will not go away. The truth of the glorious gospel of the word of God will not go away. God said, I change not. It's not changing either. Amen. Amen. The very gospel that we understand, that we understood, the gospel is not going to change. Men are born with a sin nature. They're in need of a Savior. Hey, without Jesus, they'll die and go to hell. God, hey, through that sin that took part in the garden, hey, that separated man from God because of sin, God came to this world robed in flesh. He lived a perfect life upon this earth. Hey, He was a perfect sacrifice. He went to a cross. He hung on a tree for your sin and my sin. He became sin for you and I. Hey, He shed His blood for us. He gave up the ghost. He died on the third day. He rose from the grave. Praise God. He left the tomb. Hallelujah. He defeated death, hell, and the devil. Amen. And because of that, you and I have hope. Because of that, we have an eternal home in heaven. But we personally must come to the point. We realize our condition. We repent of our sin. We give our life to the one that gave his life to us. And we're gloriously born again. Amen. That's not changing. That is the truth of the matter, amen. The Word of God tells us that and we have to understand that, listen, it's not going to change. We got many today that are changing it. We got a contemporary crowd today that, listen, they've changed their gospel. It's all about prosperity. It's all about what what you can have and, and, and what you can get from God. But listen to me. God, hey, God does bless, but listen, if we, listen, why isn't the gospel enough? Why isn't salvation enough? If we were to never be blessed again and you're not going to hell, you've been blessed more than you've ever deserved. Amen? That's right. Yet we've got a, we've got a crowd that, hey, they talk about prosperity, the easy life, that, that they repackage, they're repackaging the gospel today. That they're repackaging the gospel to, to, to cater to carnal man. Because carnal man does not want to hear that, listen, you were condemned. That you are in need of a Savior. No matter how good you are, no matter how long you've been in the church, no matter how nice of a person you are, no matter that you tithe, none of that will save you. You must come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Man doesn't want to hear that he's bad. Man doesn't want to hear that he must let go of his life and give his life to the Lord. And so they repackage it and they try to make it easier to swallow. That's what they're doing today. 
Well, we've got to have a new approach so it's not so offensive to people. Listen, thank God, Brother Jason, for the conviction of the Holy Spirit of God in the preaching of the gospel. Amen. You'll never have conversion if you don't have conviction. Amen. And you'll never have conviction without guilt. And what they're doing today is, hey, they're trying to preach a gospel that isn't the gospel of this Bible, Brother Jason. They're trying to sugarcoat everything. Well, if you're a good person, hey, do this. It's all about good deeds. Love the Lord. Be kind to your neighbor. Hey, that's fine, but none of that's going to get you to heaven. There ain't but one that's going to get you to heaven. It's Jesus Christ. Amen. Yeah, that's right. And we need to understand our seriousness of the condition we're in in the very state of sin we're living in without Jesus. Amen. Right. And they're repackaging that for carnal man. Listen, I'm telling you, go back to the example I gave you this morning on Wednesday night. The Lord Jesus Christ has entrusted the bride, the church, with us. We at Old Pass Baptist Church, this isn't my church. It isn't your church. It's the work of God Almighty. It's Jesus' church. And he, He has left. He's coming back for the bride, which is who? The church. And listen, we need to make sure that we're doing what the Lord has said that we should do. Amen. We don't need to change it. It's permanent. What God has given us is good enough. If it worked then, it'll work now. Amen. Right. Amen. We just need to keep preaching it. Amen. We need to keep preaching the truth of the glorious gospel. Amen. No repackaging a message. No repackaging to make it easier for them to swallow. Hey, listen, we have been entrusted to preach the gospel. Amen. To give people the truth. If you die without Jesus, you're going to go to hell. Don't tell me that. Listen, whether you want to hear or not, that does not change the fact that Jesus saves and without Jesus, a person will spend all eternity in hell. Amen. People, listen, we, we've gotten to the point that just want to, it's almost like when Stephen preached and it says they gnashed at their teeth and almost it explains there they lifted their voices, tried to lift their voices above him in screaming and shouting to, to, to blot out what he was saying when he was giving them the gospel. That's what people are doing today. But listen, it should not change. It should not be altered. It is what it is. We need, hey, we need it straight from the Word of God. Every person that lives and breathes without Jesus will die and go to hell. Amen. We need to understand that. There are many people today, I guarantee you, you don't have to look far, that today they think they're going to heaven because they think they're a good person. They think they're going to heaven because they go to a church. They think they're going to heaven because they've been baptized. All of those things will do nothing but send them straight to hell if someone does not tell them the truth of the glorious gospel. And the truth of the gospel is, Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man come to Father but by me. It's got to be by Him. It's got to be by repentance and faith. Amen. It's not, listen, it's not to be changed for the lost. But also remember this, as far as it being permanent, it's not to be forgotten by the saved. Let me give you one other scripture and we'll be done. Uh, if you go to 1 Corinthians chapter 15, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, we're almost done. I, I want to show you something. It's again here, here Paul, look, look what it says here. He says, moreover, brethren. Now understand, and I know you understand this, but he's, he's writing, he's speaking to his brethren. Those that are what? Those that are saved, right? I declare unto you the gospel 
which I preached unto you, which also ye have received, and wherein ye stand. Just because he had delivered the gospel to them, and just because they're now saved and, and, and going to live for the Lord does not mean that he did not mention it again. And if you really look and study the Apostle Paul over and over and over again, he's, he's talking about the gospel even to the brethren. Now, if you'll, and for the sake of time we don't have it, if you were to keep reading and go through this chapter, he, keeps, he talks about the importance of the resurrection. What, throughout this whole thing, what is he doing? He's reminding them again of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. To who? To the brethren. This thing of, of, well, now that I'm saved, okay, that's it. It's good. I'm on my way to heaven. I don't need anything. No, I'm telling you, we need it over and over again, amen. Not that we need to be saved again, but it ought to do something. The gospel message ought to still stir your heart, even as a child of God, amen. And what I'm saying is this, as God does whatever He's going to do, that His will may be for our church, we cannot get away from the heartbeat of God. The heartbeat of God is the gospel, amen. The heartbeat of God is reaching lost souls for the glory of Jesus that they can have a home in heaven, amen. amen. Must be a foundational part of Old Past Baptist Church. Here's another reason for it. We gain a greater knowledge of God through studying the gospel. Even after we've been saved. Even after we've been saved. The gospel that entails Jesus and what he did for us. Our, honestly, our minds, we understand, yes, we understand to a point, but there's no way that we, in the state we are, can fully comprehend all that Jesus has done for us on the cross of Calvary and what he has done for you and for me. Right. Amen. Amen. Have you ever thought about this? And, and we sing the songs, and I don't mind singing them, but we talk about heaven and, and we sing about how great it's going to be and it's going to be great. We talk about the street of gold. It's not streets, it's street of gold. That's why we sing street of gold here. I haven't found in my Bible streets. It talks about one street of gold. But, but it talks about the street of gold and all of the beauty of it. And I have not seen nor heard what, what God has in store for us. And that's true. I can't imagine even in this world yet where the ground is still cursed, the beautiful things that we have in, in uh, to, to even look at here. We live in a beautiful area. The Shenandoah Valley is a beautiful area. And, and all that we can lay our eyes on, can you imagine what it is God has in store? And we talk about, my, 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 the, the, the beauty of what it's going to be like. And there's nothing wrong with all of that. But can I tell you something? Eternity is how long? Forever and ever and ever? Don't you think after a thousand years, one street of gold may get kind of boring? Now stay with me. Let's be honest. I, I, we're, talking, we're talking for all eternity. Do you think the glory is going to be the street of gold? Do you think the glory is going to be the mansion? No, I'll tell you what the glory is. The glory is going to be the gospel, amen. The glory is going to be the Lamb of God, amen. And that's what the gospel is all about. We'll never get over it, amen. We'll never get over it. The glory of heaven. All of those things are wonderful, Brandon. But we'll be with Him. Hallelujah. The Lamb of God, Jason, will be with Him forever. He'll never grow old. Amen. Amen. Praise the name of Jesus. Amen. 
for us as a church understand that listen hey the gospel is a permanent thing it's not going away even when we get to heaven we'll be worshiping the one that died for us forever and it will never diminish amen and I know, hey, listen, our minds cannot comprehend all of that now, but I praise God you get that glorified body. Listen, it's going to get sweeter and sweeter and sweeter as a child of God, even at the feet of Jesus as we're there with the Lamb of God. Amen. Worthy is the Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb. When John was in heaven, he saw him around the throne. Worthy is the Lamb. The Lamb lifted up. Amen. It's all about Jesus. Amen. Amen. He's the center of the gospel. It cannot become old to us. It will not diminish. And therefore, it should not diminish with us. It should not be, well, yeah, that, that's what happened. We understand that. We don't need to hear that. I, was, I, had, I had a man tell me one time, and I was pastor in another church. He said, you're always preaching about the gospel. So he told me. He said, you're, 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 you're always preaching at the church. You're always preaching about the gospel. You're, it's like you're an you're, you're evangelist. You're, you're, you're just always preaching about salvation. Well, give us something else. I can tell you this, we do preach other things, but praise God, it's going to come back around to one thing, and that one thing is Jesus, and that's all that matters, amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Hey, listen, it ought to come back around full circle to the one, the one that's worthy of worship, the one that is the reason we have hope. It's Jesus, amen. 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 He's the key to the gospel. Amen. Paul said in Romans, Chapter 1, verse 16. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Don't be ashamed of the gospel. I preached a message out of this text. I don't remember not. Be not ashamed. We ought not be ashamed of the gospel. Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. As a church, listen, as we move forward, we must be grounded by the gospel. We must understand. Hey, the more that we'll start to know our God and understand what he has done. Listen, it's not just a one-time thinking. I'm telling you, praise God, those songs about salvation, there are songs that you all sing. Praise God, I, I could hear them again and again. I love to hear testimonies. Well, we've heard the testimony of them. I don't care. Tell me again, praise God. Why? It'll never grow old because it's the gospel, amen. It's the heartbeat of God. We need to be grounded by the gospel. Listen, there is so much that's misunderstood today. Church is struggling. And let me back up. The church isn't struggling. It's people who are Christ, call themselves Christians that are struggling. God said the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. Part of the problem we have today is we have too many buildings that have a name of a church on it and call themselves a church and are not a church. That's just the truth. There's more goats than sheep in the congregation. And you have a man that is catering to the goats and you have a little flock that may very well be saved and they're starving to death. And they're not being fed. They're not being cared for. You want to know why? Because he is too busy trying to satisfy goats instead of feed the sheep. 
And God's instruction to the man of God is feed the sheep, feed my sheep, feed my sheep, feed my sheep. Amen. We need to know him more and more and more. More about Jesus. More about Jesus. More about Jesus. You cannot exhaust him. Amen. We cannot exhaust this Bible. We cannot exhaust the truth. Hey, of what he did for us. Amen. We, it is impossible. Amen. 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 That is why, listen, we must be grounded by the gospel. Amen. We must have an understanding the gospel of Jesus Christ and continue to realize that, listen, it's a powerful gospel, but it's a personal gospel. People are getting away from that today. I'm telling you, it's a great danger in churches all across America. Parents think all they've got to do is get their kids to make some little profession, and then they're good. We covered that. That's fine. I'm telling you right now, hey, if your child is saved, there will be fruit in their life of the Holy Spirit of God. If not, get on your knees and beg to God that he saves them and pray for them and pray to God that there's fruit in their life that reveals that their spirit bear witness with his spirit. Amen. Because right. he's not going to save anybody not working them. Amen. It's a powerful gospel. It's a personal gospel. But thirdly, hey, it's a permanent gospel. It ain't going anywhere. Doesn't need to change. We don't need to change our method. Well, we're getting a, getting a building and we're going to a new area. Maybe we should adopt this or adapt that. And I'm telling you what, the method needs to stay the same. Preach the gospel. Amen. Preach the truth. Amen. Preach the Bible. Study the Bible. Know God more. Know Jesus more. Fall in love with him more. Why? Because that's the key to it all. Amen. Right. That's the key to it all. Why? Because that's what God says we need to do. Amen. We must stick to the things God has told us to stick to. Amen? Amen. 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 Brother Hostetter, why don't you close us out with a word of prayer?